That's right. We're back. Welcome back to the Old Warlock Podcast, episode number eight. For good or ill, we're back. We all know it's for good. You're welcome. Who are you saying you're welcome to? Nobody said thank you. The viewers or the listeners? No, they did. did oh, you heard them? I, I can hear them. Yeah. I'm sorry. Whether it's on your commute or you're at home with the kids, welcome back. Although they probably can't hear us with these low voices. That's okay. if, you're, if you're cruising down the interstate. It just means you have to turn your volume way up, and then when it goes to the next thing you're listening to, you have to turn it way back down. Loud. Right. It's going to like ruin somebody's sound system in their car. Yep. You don't care, do you? I, I'm, I can't say that I do. <laughs> I care. I would love to say that I do. I, I care. I, that's I am trying. Uh, no, it is not. That's why when no, you hook your, have, that, no, that's why when you hook your phone up to your car, you leave your phone on half volume. No, I am, I'm, I'm here to, I am, there's one of the warlocks is looking out for you. It's the, not the viewer. It's not the me. listener. It's not me because he's really, you remember the problem. You remember that scene in, <laughs> uh Oh, here we go. In Emperor's new groove. When Kronk has good Kronk and bad Kronk <laughs> on his shoulders, yes. yes, you're the good warlock. I'm, I'm, and I'm, 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 I'm the, and you're I'm the, the bad, bad warlock. warlock. Yeah, I think that that's very true. Yin and Yang. Yeah, you know, I think that's true. I yeah. think I think you've hit on something there. Thank you. But, <laughs> but, you know, because I I can't help but think that there are people out there saying, get on with it i mean Mm-mm. you know i no. no yes there are there, there are aren't. and for those of you who are who are in that camp i apologize this is called a cold open it's how you <laughs> <laughs> what is a cold open you've never heard of a cold open no, no oh yeah when you like start like in sitcoms yeah like you know there's like two minutes of something happening like in cheers there's like a minute and a half of something that happens before right they go before, into the theme right. song gotcha, gotcha that's the cold open so it's like the hook so you have to rope people in. But nobody's going to get roped Consider in. Consider yourselves roped. But nobody's going to be. Welcome to the podcast. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Jeez. Again, I get worse and I'm worse so sorry. every episode. I apologize I'm the reason again. our viewer numbers are going down. I, exactly. Me. You know, if I just stepped out and did this on my own, I'd probably be more successful. You'd probably yeah. be happier, too. No, I wouldn't be happier, but I, I, would, would. I would be more successful. I'd be happy. Yeah. Just kidding. Just kidding, guys. <laughs> okay. So, in this podcast, we are going to be talking about a couple of different subjects. We are. Um, we got some good ones for you. We today, do. Actually. We some do. Interesting I mean, things. it's, and we're, we're kind of, the last one we did was. Aimless. Really more aimless than normal. That's okay. But uh, this time we're getting kind of back on track. And I actually liked the last podcast we did. It, I it was I, it, yeah, well, we had fun, but yeah. I think for people who are tuning in for a certain subject matter, <laughs> they were going, "Why? I, sp- I just wasted. You know, that's forty-five you ta- minutes. I'll never get back." Andor. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, so we, we felt guilty. I felt guilty. Ba- I did not. Bad warlock did not bad feel warlock guilty. Felt, Good warlock felt bad. Guilty. Warlock felt joy. <laughs> there goes another twenty. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're so well. This is all I have, okay? <laughs> Don't take yeah, this from I'm me. Yeah, because I'm drowning in stuff. <laughs> and anyway, one of the, I'm I'm jumping right in. I'm do it. I am jumping right. We in. We actually have a very cool thing to start with today, right? And um, for those of you who listened to our last podcast, which oddly enough for us 
was published not that long ago. Yeah, it wasn't. Yes. Like, it wasn't. Like I know. It was seven months ago. Yeah, it was look at like that. A couple weeks ago. Yeah, I still look the same from video yeah, to video. Exactly. Right. Exactly. One of the things that I talked about in that video was that I am trying to gather up all of the original TSR games. Or not okay, almost original TSR games from the seventies and eighties. So not only mostly the box sets. So we're looking at um, uh, like, like the Holmes Basic set, and we're looking and at Gamma World, Gamma World, and Top and, Secret. Yeah. And in this particular episode, I want to highlight one of the things. Drum roll, please. Guess who picked up a copy of Boot Hill? It's this guy. That's right. I'm sitting right here. And I managed to find this. It is in excellent shape. Uh, for those of you who don't know about Boot Hill, Boot Hill is TSR's role-playing game set in the Old West. And this has a really early history in terms of role-playing games. This is actually the next edition. There was originally something kind of like the Little Brown books from original D&D that was Boot Hill. And I haven't picked up one of those yet, but I'm going to. I feel like those are probably few and far between. They are. I mean, I've seen them on eBay for a lot of money. I'm, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm still hoping to pick one of those up one of these days. But I did pick up this 1979 edition of Boot Hill. And that, you know, that's pretty darn early. That's, yeah. that's like a year after I started playing D&D, which is a long time ago. Yeah. But I love Boot Hill. I always have. This one has a flaw in the cover, which is probably why I managed to get it as cheaply as I did. But it's not bad. And no, it's not a flaw no, no. as in, oh, that's a collectible. It's a flaw as in, oh, there's a hole punched through the top of the box. But Boot Hill, we have we have done a lot with Boot Hill. Let me start over. We have done a lot with Boot Hill over the years. With with our brand. Our of version Boot of Hill. it. Yes. Yeah. But we had there have been a lot of elements brought out yeah, of Boot yeah, Hill yeah. into into our own westerny thing. Yes. Yeah. And for context, some of you might not know what this is. It's old western role playing. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. Old West. Cowboys. No, I think I said that. Did you? I think I said old west. You might RPG. have. Um but yes, Red Dead Redemption, but role playing games. Yes. Um Anyway, I, I managed to pick this one up because I want to, you know, I'm, I'm a collector. I'm, that's what I do. But a really cool thing that came with this box, and for those of you who are watching is. this, the original dice came with it, still sealed in their plastic bag, along with the crayon that you used to use to color in the numbers to make them stand out better. Pretty this was a, neato, this was a find. I, yeah. you know, I mean, to me, you know, and I will never open this up. Um, but to have this essentially unused Boot Hill is just it brings me joy. Yeah, the <laughs> counters are unpunched, so this game really was never played. It even has the original um, join the role playing games association page in it. And you do pick up these sometimes because our people who play RPGs, they're kind of like collector geeks and they don't throw away stuff like this for the most part. But this is the sheet that used to come with these games published by TSR and you could join the Role Playing Games Association to become a member and you would get such wonderful things as a plastic embossed membership card, a member's yeah. pin and a membership certificate, but it also gave you access to other things. Uh, quick sidebar. Yes. I really hope that at least one person watching this still has their role-playing game association 
plastic membership card in I, their wallet. I, oh, and if you do, you've got to send us a picture. Please let it. us see it. <laughs> you've got to send us a picture because I think or, that would that would be all too far. Or if you're looking to sell that bad boy, I would be willing to take it off your hands. And he'll just draw himself exactly over. Well, no, I'll just fo- I'll just make photocopies. I'll get into Photoshop and I'll put myself into it and print off a new one. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, I I was really excited to it's get this. It's very cool. I, I'm really, really thrilled. Um, we're, as some of you may know, we're I'm starting a Gamma World campaign. And so mm. uh, I have the rules for Gamma World. Uh, you can buy a copy of the original edition rules off of DriveThruRPG. You yeah. can get a print on demand. But I want a copy of the game, but those bad boys are expensive. and But I still want to get one. No, it's yeah. It's, I mean, it's, you love Fallout. This is this is very true, and you know it was funny. I was reading through the um, the rules for yeah for Gamma, Gamma World. World. I've been doing that for the past four or five days, just trying to refamiliarize myself with all of the things. And as I'm reading through that, I'm thinking, yeah, this is Fallout. Mm-hmm. You know, this is it's they whoever came up with Fallout had to have played yeah, Gamma World in some form. And, I, and I, I'm sure that. Because I think the first Fallout came out in like 1999 or something like mm. that, or like 2000. So there had to be a little. There had to be a little bit of crossover. Some or somehow there was influence somewhere. Yeah, you somebody know, somewhere on the writing the staff played it when they were a kid or right. something. And I, I believe that there is. I could be wrong on this, and viewers will correct me. I think that there might be a Fallout RPG. There's a Fallout board game. I know that. Okay. There's, there's okay. a Fallout board game, but I. Uh, I, I you know, seem to I've have... got this magical little device. What, that thing that most people look at cat videos on? Yeah. But what, I what am going to use it to learn about role-playing games. So talk for a minute. Entertain the people. So, um, yeah, and and if there isn't a, a uh, Fallout RPG, pick yourself up a copy of Gamma World off of DriveThruRPG. And you've got a vehicle to start playing All right, Fallout. You're off, you're off the hook. Oh, um, okay. I didn't have anything else to say. Yes, it looks like there is. I thought there was. I I don't know if this is officially branded or if it's like legal because it's uh, it says it's made by a different company. Then, well, but they might they might have bought the rights to they may uh, have. to a, a like a board game it's, style or RPG style game. Yeah, it's made by a company called Modifius. Entertainment. Uh, I think actually, I think I've heard of them. So that I think they're actually fairly big. Yeah, there's in the RPG world. Yeah, four hundred page rulebook for okay. forty seven ninety nine. So yeah, there is. I might just pick that up too. It'd be fun to just, just look to have through. It. Yeah, if I mean, nothing else. Not that I would probably play that to the exclusion of Gamma World because I remember the first time I played Gamma World back in nineteen eighty probably. Yeah, I fell in love with that game. Yeah. I absolutely fell in love with it. And so And now you've got more Fallout four hours than I do. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I, I, I put a lot of hours. Look in at you now. <laughs> yeah. I, I need to get a life. <laughs> when you point these things out to me, you make me feel really sad. Now you know how I feel uh, all the time. Uh, yeah, but you're not sixty. You're not looking back on your life and thinking, That's geez, right. is this where I've gotten? I I've have more Fallout four hours than my son. Than your twenty two year old. And I collect old boxed RPGs. Hey, 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 hey. There'll be none of that here. Uh, that has no place in the old I'm, Warlock podcast. You're right. Podcast. You're right. You're, I should. Uh, that's right. I, I feel good about wow. that. Wow. 
I feel good about that. As you should. I do. You're going to get ripped in the comments for that one. Uh, probably so. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I'm just, just going to make new accounts and <laughs> just start attacking. What a yeah. jerk. God, you know, if you don't so the like role playing games are dumb. What you get I, off the internet, loser? What are you doing in line? <laughs> get out of the line. Get out of the line. <laughs> what are you even doing here? What are you even here? doing here? Anyway, no, I love RPGs. It's just the fact that I'm collecting them. Is and awesome. And that's like, <laughs> I'm glad you're here. Yeah. <laughs> most people are. <laughs> They're not glad I'm here. No, wait a minute. I'm the good warlock. You're the bad warlock. What's they, going the on? The roles are fluid. They change. Okay. And moving on. Sorry, we wa- we're wandering again. Yeah, up next. Wow. You're kidding. How long? No, we're about like, we're, I think we're about 20 minutes down. Oh. Actually, might not be. Only about 15. I'm, we're trying to keep better track of the time because we've been losing track of it pretty recently. And, so. then, and then we lose track. And of then it. I forget to look at my watch yeah. before it actually starts. But um, the next thing we want to talk about, we've been having a, you know, we actually have pretty good email dialogue with a, quite a few of you guys at this point. Yeah. And we get yeah. to hear a lot about what you guys do. Which we love. It. Yeah, it's awesome. We love We get your, to hear about your guys' role-playing games, what you're doing, what's going on in your lives. And we, lo- we love all that. But... Um, one of the people we've been talking to, Greg. Ah, Greg. Greg has been um, keeping us updated on his adventures in we, a supplement. One real quick aside. Look, check on our Instagram. We're going to post something. Yes, Greg, Greg gave us permission. <laughs> he gave me permission to do that. Greg created a, a, a dummies book, basically, you know, a whatever for dummies. Yeah. And he created one for us because we're completely inept when it comes to podcast equipment. So look, look for our Instagram and Greg's contribution to that because it was really funny. Anyway, yeah, so go check ahead. that out. But he has been updating us on his uh, playthrough of a supplement. It's a fifth edition supplement technically, but he's been playing it anyway. Uh, and it's called The Lost yes. Citadel. And this actually sounds really cool. Uh, with his group that he's been playing with. Um, and basically what it is, and I'm butchering this. I might be butchering this because I haven't actually played it. I've just read the descriptions for it. But basically, uh, everybody in this world that's been created has been turned into some kind of new undead that they made specifically for this supplement, except for one city that's still left in the world called Redoubt, which is a cool name. Oh, that, I love that. In. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's like it's, it used to be a dwarven city that was taken over by humans when this started happening, and the dwarves have all been enslaved. But there's like no food in the city and people are having a really tough time it's dark. getting by because you can't leave the city or you'll be killed by, by these horrible undead, undead things and anybody who dies in the city like you have to burn their bodies and stuff like that so they don't come back as the undead things like that things like that <clears throat> pardonnez-moi but um it's it sounds like a really interesting it does very creative I agree. uh like post-apocalypse thing in a D&D world, which isn't something that I've ever seen, come across, experienced, uh, where it's just like everything's destroyed. Gone, yeah. Except yeah. for this one thing. Like, I'm trying to think of an equivalent in not D&D, a book or something. Nothing's coming to mind. But, yeah, okay. Um, but, yeah, but you get what we're talking about. Yeah, but even so. And it's, it's I just like it because it's, again, it is kind of a shift away. It still uses, you know, swords, shield, spear, magic, D and D traditional stuff, at least it seems like, but it puts it into this weird setting yeah. that you wouldn't necessarily expect. And I think the same, um, it gives me the same kind of feeling as when you talk about the like medieval call of Cthulhu and stuff like oh, that. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. right. It's taking yeah. these traditional, you know, high fantasy ideas and just putting them into a different 
paradigm. Yeah, it really is. So that yeah. they operate, yeah. so that there's there's yeah. a totally different thing going on. And I think that that's something that I don't consider enough as being possible with Dungeons and Dragons, just because I'm so used to looking through the first edition manuals and seeing dragons everywhere and elves and dwarves and Lord of the Rings right, type fantasy right. instead of taking those ideas and putting them into something different and more creative. Well, and you know, I think that that's one of the cool things about starting this channel. And for those of you who listen to us, who've listened to us for any length of time, you know that we're, we, if we come across like we're trying to be experts, we're definitely not. He's not. Uh, Good warlock, bad warlock. Bad warlock. Um, but really, one of the things, uh, in all honesty, one of the reasons that I like doing this channel is because we have found out so many things. Oh yeah, from other people who, and we never would have known these things existed if it wasn't for people sending us information about yeah. it, saying, "Hey, have you ever checked out this? Yeah, have you seen this thing?" To me, that's the for for me, that's the best part of this channel. Oh, is absolutely. That it's expanded my understanding of role playing games and what's out there, and it's it's alerted me to things that are so cool and my you know my my role-playing game life would be poor that much poorer if i hadn't done this because yeah. i wouldn't have known these things existed and yeah. and um greg sending us this thing about the lost citadel that's that's a prime example yeah so yeah apparently he's running a bug farm where he farms <laughs> bugs yeah and herbs because there's like no sustenance so good exactly. luck greg don't get yeah, killed exactly and greg one of the things we're trying to do here, just and we'll put some information on Instagram, we're trying to get into doing after-action reports, and you might have heard one on one of our other podcasts. Yes, we um, did do that. We're bringing things, these things forward. They were very common back in the '70s and '80s in fanzines, and we're trying to bring those back. If you guys have a, cool, if you have a cool adventure, type up a couple paragraphs, send it to us, so that we can write it and we can li we can write it up and send and say it and and uh use it on the podcast Discuss and it. live vicariously through you exactly um so yes please after action reports if you have a cool thing that happens in your world happens in your campaign let us know we can't promise we'll say anything at any time uh, about it but right. there's a pretty good chance that it might get mentioned yeah. um in some capacity probably in a podcast right yeah in so fact, do that and, and i think we have one coming in from a role-playing group in italy Yes, we that's, should have that one. Should of be, those. That should be heading here soon. We'll, we'll probably talk about that in the next And podcast. that's very exciting. That'll be very cool. Yeah. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Um, next thing we next heard. Next up. Next up. We, we did a video a while back about um, Fantasy World Magazine. And this was a fanzine that had two issues that came back in, again, I think it was 1980. Was it 83? I think it was. I want to say yes, but if it's not. It's this date. Um, anyway, I love this magazine. I fell in love with this thing when I first read it. It was published by some folks in Batesville, Indiana. And the content of it and the way that the that the editors, it was a, a husband and wife team, the way they put it together, I, I can't speak enough about it. I wish that this was a regular publication, but mm -hmm. it was amazing. It but, was very cool. One of the things we asked for in that video was, one of the, okay, the person who published this, or the, the two people who published this, they set up something for Batesville, Indiana. Batesville, Indiana. Did I say Ohio? It was No, you said Indiana. Indiana, okay. They set up something, they set up a con in Batesville, Indiana called BatCon. And this is back in 83, 84, maybe, yeah. something like that. Look at the video. It's it's uh it's easy to find on our on our channel. Yeah. Anyway, they set up something called BatCon. They had BatCon 1, BatCon 2, and they also had the, they also offered people the ability through their publication, they offered people the ability to contribute to a world that was being created, and I love that kind of thing. Yeah. But at the end of our video, we asked if anybody 
who had been to BatCon 1 or BatCon 2 that was published by the people who made Fantasy World magazine, we asked them to get in touch with us, and somebody did. Someone did. The power of the internet. <laughs> That's exact. And I'm sorry, but again, this is one of those things that makes me go, ee! Um, because I really wanted to talk to somebody who was involved with that whole yeah. project. Mm-hmm. And so uh, a man by the name of Eric got in touch with us and said, Eric. yeah. And he said, I'm, I was there. He said, I, I'm not from Batesville, but I was... Um, I went to BatCon 1 and I went to BatCon 2 and I contributed to the world that was being created by the publishers of Fantasy World Magazine. Mm-hmm. So we'll be getting back in touch with Eric. I, I'm i hoping he's got some more information that he's that he's uh, willing to share with us Yeah, because this is an exciting, it was an exciting no, that, thing. No, that is cool because again, it's when we say, if you are this person, contact us. Somebody actually did right. when we said that. <laughs> I think it's for the first time. Yeah, that might be the first time. Yeah. It's the first, one of the first times, the very least. So that was very cool for us. Um, yeah. So yeah. That's exciting. That is exciting. Looking forward to that. Possibly yes. making a video about it. If not, it'll be mentioned in one of the next podcasts right. here at some exactly. point. So keep your eyes open. It just means you have to keep listening to the podcast. How far are we into this now? Um, Somewhere around half an hour ish 20 minutes do we want to cut a little bit shorter well i'm see this this is the issue when we actually make content more regularly we need to spread it out a bit we run because out of things we have a, well we have a ton of things we want to talk about but we, we'll try and jam it all into one podcast yeah uh, how you how you doing i'm doing fine I'm doing i, I well got an too. hour of sleep last night but i've had coffee here just in the he's past. had caffeinated coffee, coffee. yeah which, which I means can't do he's gonna be going pretty crazy here for the next 35 minutes no probably about the next 35 hours i don't do much in the way of caffeine but when i do whoo man i am i am really rolling yeah he is <laughs> um what else is there anything else there the only other thing that i would mention and we probably should you know we should probably try and knock it off at 45 minutes or so yeah uh retro dm ray sorry if you need an hour to on your commute um, I don't think we're going to get there this yeah. time. Just go back and do one of the old ones again. Yeah, or start this one over because yeah, you know, sorry, our content is so in depth. How could you not have to listen to it twice? Sorry, you know? sorry, we apologize. Yeah. Anyway, um, one other thing. Let me look this up real quick, and then we will move on to our magic item and spell, which we like to wrap up the, of the week. And hopefully, somebody was it. somebody was dinking around with my. Um, my iPad, which was, is where I have all my things. That was really rude of them. It also, really was talking it was, to the mic. It was oh, it was it was really rude. And this is you know this is what the bad warlock does. Um, Good I, and bad are just constructs, right? But they're constructs within which we live. Fair point. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> Not just another pretty face. And don't make a comment about that. I, I, <laughs> I should let her said. let her rip, guys. <laughs> let him hear it. Come on. Uh, anyway, one of the things I came across something in my occasional oh, wanderings. Yes. yes, yes, yes. My occasional wanderings through YouTube and the internet. Yeah, and something that I ordered and it has not arrived. And we will talk about this in depth in the next podcast, hopefully, uh, because this hopefully this thing will have arrived. Um, came across something. Who was the guy that? did this. I want to give him a little bit of a shout out because I wouldn't have known it existed if it wasn't for him. There is a YouTuber called Ranger Lemur. Uh, Ranger Lemur, L-E-M-U-R-E. And he's only got a couple of, of issues. He's, he's kind of an old school guy. 
Uh, I believe I think he misspoke and he said a couple of issues. That's not what he meant to say. Um, I didn't mean that that way. Yeah. I, he's only ha- he only has a couple of um, videos videos on his YouTube channel. Yes. I think he's got three. We did not mean to offend. Sorry. Yeah. No, because I love the guy and he did a video about something called delving deeper. And again, check out Ranger Lemur, his YouTube channel. He talks about there's what he has one video about uh, the thief in OSR D&D. Yes. And he's got another one on something else. I can't remember the subject. But anyway, uh, check him out because he has a couple of interesting comments on things or viewpoints on things. But delving deeper was something that he discussed. Thank you. And my question was, of course, what is delving deeper? I'm going to read this real quick from the publisher. Uh, it's called. It's published by Immersive Inc. And you can find them at immersiveinc.com. Uh, What is Delving Deeper? Delving Deeper offers a deciphered and well-organized emulation of the three little brown booklets. (laughs) I feel like you're adjusting my drool bucket or something. For those on the audio, I keep moving his microphone. Yeah. Closer. Um, Delving Deeper. Am I talking into it now? Yeah, Yeah. you're doing a good job. Keep it up. Okay, thank you. Delving Deeper offers a deciphered and well-organized emulation of the three little brown booklets and relevant parts of Chainmail into one, essentially one publication. These rules are quick, loose, and deadly, bringing heroic play back to the tabletop. Players will be challenged, combat will be fast and deadly, and treasures will dazzle and be earned, earned in italics. Uh, Delving Deeper is a, Delving Deeper, can't talk now, the coffee caffeine is wearing off, as you can tell. Delving Deeper is a legal emulation of the original 1974 fantasy role-playing game published under the Open Game License. As well as being a game in its own right, Delving Deeper is also a legal platform for publishing supporting material compatible with the original edition games. So, um, Delving Deeper, I'll go on just a little bit here. Delving Deeper is pitched at just the right level of abstraction to facilitate dungeon, town, and wilderness exploration, as well as combat scenarios from man-to-man duels to veritable battles with involving superheroes, dragons, or scores of orcs. What might take hours to resolve with more advanced rules might take mere minutes to resolve in Zero Edition D&D. But I love this idea that somebody has, t- because it's been done with the basic box sets yeah. where people have taken that and they've cleaned up the rules and made them more readable, more palatable. Yeah. This is the first one that I know I've, I think I have come across some other ones, but this one is one that is dealing with zero edition D and D and I'm really excited to get this and see what they've done. No, it sounds interesting. I think that it could be a good, we're always talking about what edition we actually play and figuring that out. It's not fifth edition. Don't worry. But, um, between, you know, zero edition, basic box set and AD&D, AD&D. second it's, edition AD&D we're not we're kind of all over the map with the things yep. that we actually use uh, in terms of just the specific rules that we right. actually use right. I mean and we've incorporated things from fifth edition you know we, we've we've got not very many stuff. not a lot don't get mad at us but are you are you saying that our audience is largely AD&D I think that a lot of them are I yes think, based off of the right. comments on the this this is very true on the you need to die yeah. this is very true um but no but, I think I think this could be very interesting to look through yeah, I, I think I'm excited to get this and take a closer look and maybe even, you know, if it if it does flow as well as Ranger Lemur says it does, uh, you know, we might have to jump in and try that and then let people know how it works. Yeah, give a little, give our honest review. Yep. The anyway. Old Warlock honestly reviews. Yeah. Well, at least I would give an honest review because I'm the good Warlock and he would give, he would lie because he's the bad Warlock, but you know. That's me. 
That's why I'm here. This is true. Balance. Balance in the force. Balance in the universe. Um, so anyway. Oh, just you're, you are so proud of that little act. I am. You are I so learned. proud of that. <laughs> I, I, you do, I do that it all the time. time. I, I do. know it. It drives everybody else that I talk to crazy as well. So it's not just you. I, well, I figured it wasn't. But we, mo- we need to move on. Everyone's favorite part of the Old Warlock podcast is the magical spell and the magical item random selection where we talk about it. Yes. And give our thoughts on it. Would you like to do the spell or the magical item today? I'm kind of thinking spell. All right. You go ahead. You so, lead us off. That's, oh, that's not right. Silly goose. We are looking at the Wizards Spell Compendium. These are available. I have to. I happen to have a complete set. Volume three um, of four. These were published. For those of you who do not know, these were published by TSR in what was it, 1993? I believe it was. This one was actually 1998. But what TSR did back in those days, and this is post Gygax, um, but they went back and took all of the wizard spells that had been published for D&D at any time yeah. prior to 1998 and they put them in these in these books so, so you've got, got all, the, all the wizard spells you've got all the magical items you've got all the cleric spells i'm still working on my clerical spell books but i've got the first one i need to get two more but yeah there's not very those are very expensive anyway let's just let's just take a random look at a wizard's spell he's opening up the book now he's finding a random spell no, he's chosen I want that spell. one i want this one okay oh well let's see Wait. Uh, that's kind of boring. But that's what I chose, so I have to say We it. must discuss it. Okay. So this is Protective Amulet. And I'm not sh- quite sure where I'm this confused. one came from. It's just, must just be it just says, oh, this is, okay, this is the, yes, thank you. All right, well, I'm just going to have to jump into this. Protective Amulet. Uh, this is actually an enchantment that you can cast on an amulet. Go amulet, go figure. Area of effect: one piece of jewelry. Casting time: one hour. So this is going to take some time to put together. Duration: one week per level. Uh, it is a level one spell. This enchantment is cast on a small talisman, such as a pendant, amulet, or other item of jewelry. The item is thus transformed into a protective device against a single specific spell. The spell must allow a saving throw and be one that the caster knows how to cast. For instance, an amulet can be made to protect against charm person, but not against sleep or magic missile. If the wearer of a wearer of a protective amulet is attacked by the spell the amulet wards against, a normal saving throw is rolled. If the saving throw fails, the amulet absorbs the spell energy and shatters. The wearer is treated as if the saving throw succeeded. A protective amulet must be an item of jewelry costing at least 25 gold pieces to protect against a first level spell. The cost doubles for each spell level after that, so 50 gold pieces for a second level and so on. If a person wears more than one amulet of protection against the same spell, their energies cancel and none of them work. So surprise, don't be greedy. Yeah. Um, then there's a, there's a setting note in here that I just want to read. The protective amulet spell was originally from a Roman setting. In that setting, the base price for an amulet against a first-level spell is 10 denarii. So, okay, so just so you know, there's it started in Rome. In a Roman setting, uh, protective amulet, optionally, the DM may allow this spell to savage mages. In this case, the amulet is made of natural materials and requires a special material component. 
This is a quest item Ooh, recovered okay. by the one for whom the amulet is made, an eagle's feather, a tuft of giant badger fur, etc. Components from a creature should be from one whose hit dice are at least equal to the level of the spell warded against. Items not won by the prowess or cleverness of the recipient will prove useless and the enchantment will fail. Kind Simple of enough. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. It's, it's nothing super special. I do like the end there where they say, you know, in order to make this thing work, you need to go and go on a quest in order to get them. Yeah. But I would make that, if you had to go on a quest to get the components for these, I would make this much more protective. Yeah, because it's not really worth it if you have to, right. if it takes you forever to get the stuff. Because either I would want to be cranking them out and selling them or would I would like have it be really powerful because you put a lot of effort into getting it. Right. But right. pretty basic. Yeah, but still not bad. Time for the item. For those of you who are just listening, Alexander is flipping through the book. Uh, now he's looked away to make it random. And, oh, what has he got? What the heck? I don't know. I have. This is a weapon. The. Oh, it's a, n- a non-specific weapon. Okay. It's the weapon of polymorphed. Wait, 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 no, no, no. Uh, of proficiency. Uh, of proficiency. Of proficiency, yes. In order to use... This is from Dragon Magazine number 181. In order to use something properly, whether a weapon or a tool, one has to learn how to use it. However, a clever wizard can get around this by creating magical weapons and enchanted items that magically impart skill in their use to oh, to the owner, nice. uh, but only when using those specific items. If a poor fighter doesn't know how to use any weapon but a short weapon, the only type he or she could afford at the start, a broad weapon of proficiency found by the character is perfectly usable, just as if he or she had trained in broad weapons. However, if another broad weapon is found, whether magical or mundane, the fighter tries to use it. Fighting takes place with the standard non-proficiency penalty. Note that in the case of weapons of proficiency, there are no attack or damage bonuses. A fighter can merely use them competently in battle, even though he or she has no training with the weapon of that type. That's basically it. Not uh, bad, though. No, I kind of like that. You know, It would I mean, be a fun thing to just... This is on page 1,522 of... Gives you some idea of how big these... The Encyclopedia Magica. About how much this like This, this, this is volume four, though. Um, it'd be kind of a cool thing to find in a dungeon. Yeah. If you're just uh, like thief, gnome, and you're walking through and you pick up the two-handed great sword of proficiency... <laughs> <laughs> I, I would I would have to say though that I wouldn't allow the I, I would give them the knowledge of how to use it, but that doesn't they wouldn't be, be yeah, they good. wouldn't be able to. Still, it could be it could be it fun. could be fun though. Just a fun quirky little thing. Yeah. What what skills do you have? Well, I can use a two handed greatsword. Really? really? Okay. Well, thanks you're, for stopping in. You're five six. Yeah. <laughs> you're four six. You're four six. <laughs> um. That's all we have, though. That's really all we got. That's yeah. what we have. That's our summary. We're bringing up on the end here. So, what? How much time have we done? Probably about forty-five minutes. I would say. That's Maybe not a little bad. bit more. Yeah. So, thanks for coming by. Yes, yes. That's we all we've got it. going. Um, we were talking before the podcast started about how we have officially beaten the average for new podcasts. Yes. Usually, yes. they fizzle out after episode seven, and this is episode eight. So, look at us pushing the. So look, look at look at us smashing the ceiling. Look at us. Um, but that's all thanks to you guys. Yeah, it is. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Yeah, I, I, we do appreciate you being here. We really do. Watch the next video. Listen to the next podcast. Oh, and one last thing that okay. I'm going to throw out there, all right. and you are not prepared for this. Okay. We may be doing a Christmas in-person special. Well, not in-person. We're not, no, not, not in-person. No, no, no. But it will be online in-person. 
Hello. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Hello. Are you um, we're thinking about doing a Christmas live stream. There we go. That's what it's called. See, I'm I'm almost sixty years old. I don't I, know what this technology is. Because if you look from last year, we did do a Christmas special here on the Old Warlock. Just as a video, but we're thinking this year we might do a two hour something like that Christmas I think, live stream. I think two hour we'd be talking to the crickets. Yeah, we maybe, maybe an hour. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. An hour long Christmas live stream, or we could just um, stay on as long as we think that it's relevant to yeah. stay on. Holiday live stream. Yeah. Uh, hop on two weeks, maybe ish before. Christmas. I don't know. We'll nail down all the specifics and we'll make it very available and we'll let you guys know about everything. But we think it'd be fun. Uh, we're just basically going to talk about gifts that we would maybe encourage you to get uh, for that gamer in your life. Uh, but also just you know, if people you have, any, have questions about us. If you have questions about us. What we do. Yeah. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. So or keep an eye out for that. It could also be an abject failure because we've never done this kind of thing before and that's so that's true we, i don't really know how to do the lives it nah, seems. we're technically inept so it might not work at all but, but we're thinking about it, it would still be fun so let us know if you want us to do that if you would be interested yeah. if you'd come by yeah. uh but other than that be sure to just check out the other things that we have going on the website the coffee page the spreadsheet store and our instagram all of the links for those will be down in the description below or on the uh youtube channel or homepage for the podcast be sure to check out those you said that fast i've said it many times i'm not Thanks for coming by. Thanks for coming by, guys. We'll see you next time. I'm Jim. I'm Alex. Keep that sword on free. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.